Chapter Nineteen of Northanger Abbey by Jane Austen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A few days passed away, and Catherine, though not allowing herself to suspect her friend, could not help watching her closely. The result of her observations was not agreeable. Isabella seemed an altered creature. When she saw her, indeed, surrounded only by their immediate friends in Edgar's buildings or Pulteney Street, her change of manners was so trifling that had it gone no farther, it might have passed unnoticed. A something of languid indifference, or of that boasted absence of mind which Catherine had never heard of before, would occasionally come across her. But had nothing worse appeared, that might only have spread a new grace and inspired a warmer interest. But when Catherine saw her in public, admitting Captain Tilney's attentions as readily as they were offered, and allowing him almost an equal share with James in her notice and smiles, the alteration became too positive to be passed over. What could be meant by such unsteady conduct? What her friend could be at? was beyond her comprehension. Isabella could not be aware of the pain she was inflicting, but it was a degree of wilful thoughtlessness which Catherine could not but resent. James was the sufferer. She saw him grave and uneasy, and however careless of his present comfort the woman might be who had given him her heart, to her it was always an object. For poor Captain Tilney, too, she was greatly concerned. Though his looks did not please her, his name was a passport to her goodwill, and she thought with sincere compassion of his approaching disappointment, for in spite of what she had believed herself to overhear in the pump-room, his behaviour was so incompatible with a knowledge of Isabella's engagement that she could not, upon reflection, imagine him aware of it. He might be jealous of her brother's arrival, but if more had seemed implied, the fault must have been in her misapprehension. She wished, by a gentle remonstrance, to remind Isabella of her situation, and make her aware of this double unkindness. But for remonstrance either opportunity or comprehension was always against her if able to suggest a hint isabella could never understand it in this distress the intended departure of the tilney family became her chief consolation their journey into gloucestershire was to take place within a few days and captain tilney's removal would at least restore peace to every heart but his own. But Captain Tilney had, at present, no intention of removing. He was not to be of the party to Northanger. He was to continue at Bath. When Catherine knew this, her resolution was directly made. She spoke to Henry Tilney on the subject, regretting his brother's evident partiality for Miss Thorpe, and entreating him to make known her prior engagement. My brother does know it, was Henry's answer, 
does he then why does he stay here he made no reply and was beginning to talk of something else but she eagerly continued why do not you persuade him to go away the longer he stays the worse it will be for him at last pray advise him for his own sake and for everybody's sake to leave bath directly absence will in time make him comfortable again but he can have no hope here and it is only staying to be miserable henry smiled and said i am sure my brother would not wish to do that then you will persuade him to go away persuasion is not at command but pardon me if i cannot even endeavour to persuade him i have myself told him that miss thorpe is engaged he knows what he is about and must be his own master no he does not know what he is about cried catherine he does not know the pain he is giving my brother not that james has ever told me so but i am sure he is very uncomfortable and are you sure it is my brother's doing yes very sure is it my brother's attentions to miss thorpe or miss thorpe's admission of them that gives the pain is not it the same thing i think mr morland would acknowledge a difference no man is offended by another man's admiration of the woman he loves it is the woman only who can make it a torment catherine blushed for her friend and said isabella is wrong but i am sure she cannot mean to torment for she is very much attached to my brother she has been in love with him ever since they first met and while my father's consent was uncertain she fretted herself almost into a fever you know she must be attached to him i understand she is in love with james and flirts with frederick oh no not flirts a woman in love with one man cannot flirt with another it is probable that she will neither love so well nor flirt so well as she might do either singly the gentlemen must each give up a little after a short pause catherine resumed with then you do not believe isabella so very much attached to my brother i can have no opinion on that subject but what can your brother mean if he knows her engagement what can he mean by his behaviour you are a very close questioner am i i only ask what i want to be told but do you only ask what i can be expected to tell yes i think so for you must know your brother's heart my brother's heart as you term it on the present occasion i assure you i can only guess at well well nay if it is to be guesswork let us all guess for ourselves to be guided by second-hand conjecture is pitiful the premises are before you 
my brother is a lively and perhaps sometimes a thoughtless young man he has had about a week's acquaintance with your friend and he has known her engagement almost as long as he has known her well said catherine after some moment's consideration you may be able to guess at your brother's intentions from all this but i am sure i cannot but is not your father uncomfortable about it does not he want captain tilney to go away oh sure if your father were to speak to him he would go my dear miss morland said henry in this amiable solicitude for your brother's comfort may you not be a little mistaken are you not carried a little too far would he thank you either on his own account or miss thorpe's for supposing that her affection or at least her good behaviour is only to be secured by her seeing nothing of captain tilney is he safe only in solitude or is her heart constant to him only when unsolicited by any one else he cannot think this and you may be sure that he would not have you think it i will not say do not be uneasy because i know that you are so at this moment but be as little uneasy as you can you have no doubt of the mutual attachment of your brother and your friend depend upon it therefore that real jealousy never can exist between them depend upon it that no disagreement between them can be of any duration their hearts are open to each other as neither heart can be to you they know exactly what is required and what can be borne and you may be certain that one will never tease the other beyond what is known to be pleasant perceiving her still to look doubtful and grave he added though frederick does not leave bath with us he will probably remain but a very short time perhaps only a few days behind us his leave of absence will soon expire and he must return to his regiment and what will then be their acquaintance the mess-room will drink isabella thorpe for a fortnight and she will laugh with your brother over poor tilney's passion for a month catherine would contend no longer against comfort she had resisted its approaches during the whole length of a speech but it now carried her captive henry tilney must know best she blamed herself for the extent of her fears and resolved never to think so seriously on the subject again her resolution was supported by isabella's behaviour in their parting interview the thorpe spent the last evening of catherine's stay in pulteney street and nothing passed between the lovers to excite her uneasiness or make her quit them in apprehension james was in excellent spirits and isabella most engagingly placid her tenderness for her friend seemed rather the first feeling of her heart but that at such a moment was allowable and once she gave her lover a flat 
self-contradiction, and once she drew back her hand. But Catherine remembered Henry's instructions, and placed it all to judicious affection. The embraces, tears, and promises of the parting fair ones may be fancied. End of chapter 19